Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by renowned stage magician, the Dallas Observer's Magician of the Year. You've seen him on Penn & Teller Fool Us, and he was a magical advisor for David Blaine and on Magic Caught on Camera. He's coming to a town near you. We welcome Zach Mears. Hi. Zach, let's go beyond the mic. You dedicate your performance to your late father, who was murdered outside the restaurant he owned. Why was your dad so important to you? Well, I think every father is a son's first hero. He passed away when I was one. He had an Italian restaurant in Arlington, Texas. He came here from Iran to live the American dream. And just one night as he was locking up the doors, uh, he was walking to his car and he got met by three masked men. And my father was shot six times and my father was killed. So I never really had a father growing up, but I observe what a relationship a father has with its son. I've always wanted that. Your dad, Yusuf, was an Iranian native who came over during the revolution in the 1970s. Your mom, Marzia, came to America from Afghanistan, fleeing the Soviet-Afghan war in the early 80s. This country has become a safe haven for your family. Why was performing so important for you? I didn't find out about the death of my father until I was seven or eight years old. And for me, I was embarrassed. I was sad. I wanted to keep it a secret. So really magic was the perfect art form for me to run to because it was an art form all about secrets. So for me, the American dream isn't specifically performing in front of people. The American dream is when you have a gift that is in you and you put it out into the world, then really you can become a hero in another person's story and you can become a light in a dark place. And, and to me, uh, magic was the avenue for that. You know, my, I have a brother and he's a lawyer, which is ironic because we both lie for a living, but I'm more truthful about it than he is. So, yeah. As a Mustang at Grapevine High School, you found magic and it was the one thing you found you were good at. What would you have done had you not got into magic? Uh, that's a great question. That's a million dollar question. I don't know. I, I asked myself all the time, especially in high school, what if there's, if this wasn't in the equation, what would I do? And I came up with like standard answers, like maybe I would be a psychologist or maybe I would be a marketer, like things that I would enjoy, but I wouldn't love. And magic was just the one thing that always got me up in the morning and wanted to practice with a deck of cards in front of a mirror before I went to school. And I would make my teachers watch me do magic tricks, um, interrupting in the middle of the class. So it was just the one thing that I really kind of found my gifting in. How is mentoring other young magicians like you were mentored growing up makes you feel? Yeah, I think it's so important. You know, I think it goes back to really kind of a traditional way of how things were done thousands of years ago. Like you would learn under someone for a long period of time and and then you would take on the craft or, or, or the trade. And for me, I was mentored and I get to take what I've learned from all those mentors and give it off to the next generation. And for me, that's what it's all about. Like there's no traditional schooling or way to be in this industry. But I always tell guys, it certainly accelerates the process if you could find a great mentor and be under them for a long period of time and learns the ins and outs and their failures. So that could set you up for success. Almost like an apprenticeship. 
Really? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like a young comedian, you know, traveling with an established comedian and doing five minutes before the headline act. Um, that's really what it was for me. For many, many years, I was I was mentored as well. And I get to give off that to many other guys that are willing to listen and, and learn as well. <laughs> Zach Mears, magician coming to a town near you, joins us beyond the mic for The Rocking Eight. Zach, all this is eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Now, your brother is a magician with the law, you with a deck of cards. Which one does your mom favor more? Oh, my mom's from Afghanistan, the lawyer, of course. Come on now. (laughs) In a couple of weeks, your daughter will be one year old. What's the best thing about being a girl dad? Um, That I'm way more protective than I should be. (laughs) Really? Why? I don't know. There's just something about having a daughter. You just want to protect them from everything. I feel like boys, you could just, you know, they could get their hands dirty in the mud and be like, get up. You're okay. But girls, it's like, you want to protect them. everything. You play a lot of chess. What is your favorite chess opening? That's unbelievable that you know this. Probably the, uh, the, the Indian opening. Interesting. Which magician (laughs) amazed you growing up? David Blaine. So what was it like working with him after you've been amazed by him all these years? Surreal. Magic is one of the only art forms that I could think of that you get to meet your heroes and work with them. An unreal. How many thin men's have you destroyed in a single setting? Oh, many, many. I, you know what's so funny? My mom always buys me thin mints too when it's that time of year. I know when it's Girl Scouts that time of year because my mom will bring like a bunch of thin mints to my house. Which Dallas sports team will win a championship next. Cowboys. Zach, you say that every year. (laughs) Am I wrong? We do say that every year. (laughs) How many times have you seen Hamilton? Four or five times and once live. Yeah, it's great. Have you ever visited the Magic Castle? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was that surreal? Yeah, it was just one of those things you hear about. You can't take photos or videos inside. So I went with my wife. And it was just uh, incredible. It's everything I expected. And in the whispers and the rumors I heard about the Magic Castle, to experience it, I think everybody, if you're around the Los Angeles area, you, could, you should do everything you can to attend. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. Zach Mears joins us Beyond the Mic for the back half. Zach, you've done corporate, church, college, your own tour, full plan and teller, and still honing your craft. You want to leave your audiences amazed every time. Where do you get your passion for your art? I think I always loved the way it made people feel. The moment I saw David Blaine uh, on TV, when he gave someone a deck of cards and that card changed when that person turned it around, the feeling I saw on video and the observation I saw in my house, it was the moment I was like, I, I would I would love to emulate that for the rest of my life. Why is your wife, Jordan, so amazing? How does she help you on a daily basis? I wouldn't be doing this without her. She is my booking agent. She is my support. She is my encourager. She's always the one that's pushing me. She asked me, you know, 
many times she's like, Zach, you've always wanted to do small towns, ticketed events. Like, why haven't you done it? So for Father's Day, I was like, I would like to do it. So we booked a, a venue in Lubbock, Texas. And I rarely get to travel with my wife and daughter uh, just because I'm always on an airplane going to the next place. So they're going to be coming out with me and it's going to be a really special Father's Day. I'm excited about it. Zach, everyone has a favorite place, a favorite stop. Where's your favorite tour stop that you fell in love with? Um, I don't know. Every, every, like, it's like picking children. Like every Come on, small Zach. town. Well, every small town has like their quirks and what they're known for. And just the people like in New York, obviously you have so many different things, but in a small town in Montana, they might be known for like a certain dish as well that they're just known for. So I, I more love hearing about people's culture and how, it's so amazing to me that I get to go with my magic show and experience that with everybody else. So I would say like, I don't have like a perfect, like, you know, it's going to sound cliche, but like, you know, I've had two tours in Europe and obviously that was a lot of fun because it was a culture shock for me and I was learning so much all very small time, but really every single town and every single state, I really like small towns because it it seems like everybody kind of knows each other and they have their things that they want to show me. So I always love seeing people's faces when I go to small towns where they're like, hey, you have to go to this restaurant or you have to visit this thing. Just because I could see it in their eyes. That's like their pride in their small town. And that's where they want to show people. So how has your magic evolved from the beginning to today? I was bad for a very long time. Um, (laughs) I just got a little bit better over time. And that's really kind of like going back to the mentorship is, man, you're, you have to be okay with being bad and you have to be okay with failing. It's one thing David Blaine has always talked about is making failure your friend, Uh, because in this industry, you're going to have really bad nights. And it's funny because like on social media and Instagram, like you have as many takes as you want to make it perfect. But when you have a live art form in real time in front of people, you have to be okay with having many bad nights and just getting a little bit better over time. Nobody goes from zero to 100. Every year, you just want to be a little bit better than you were the year before. Zach Mears joined us beyond the mic. He might have fooled Penn and Teller, but he can't fool us. I want to know one thing. Why has your failures made you stronger? It's given me thicker skin. It's incredibly embarrassing when you bomb in front of a group of, you know, an audience. It's it's really embarrassing. It's very humbling. So for me, it's just made me realize, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's one bad night. Maybe the mics went out. Maybe the lights you know, it was really bad rain and all the lights went out in the venue and the whole audience was turning on their flashlights and you just have to learn how to roll with the punches. So for me, it's just made me realize the perfect show does not exist because it could always be better. So Zach, what's your failure rate? One in 2000, one in a thousand. (laughs) I feel as creative people, we're harder on ourselves, Mm -hmm. whether it be missing an opportunity to ask a follow-up question for me or yeah. maybe a side of hand mistake on you. Right. Why are you so hard on yourself? Because my audiences deserve it. It's because, you know, I, I'm going to have a bunch of dads, you know, moms and kids that bought tickets to their, for their father to 
they're trusting me for their Father's Day to be a good one. And I I take that very seriously. I don't want people to get ready and be excited and sit down in their seats an hour before the show and think to themselves, this is already the best night of my life and them being disappointed. So my audiences deserve a night out. So every single show, you know, I wouldn't say it's a failure rate. I would say there's things that are always going to be better. Um, so at the back of the venue every night, I, I set up my camera and at the end of every show, I watch my performance and it's like, Hey, rather than getting this prop, I could cut six seconds and have the prop in my pocket. You know, why did I miss this joke? Oh, this would be funny. Can we recreate this? So I wouldn't say it's a failure rate. It's more like sharpening it up every single time you do it. Every time you go on stage. Speaking of sharpening it up, who is the magic inventor we should thank for some of the best routines that we'll never get the uh, truly credit for? I mean, yeah, everyone sees Zach Mears, but they don't see the people behind the scenes that make your job so wonderful. Oh, there's so many people to thank. My show is a collaboration of everybody I've ever spoken to and met in my life. I would say a a bigger dent or a bigger significant impact would be um, my manager and my agent, Josh Farley. He's also an incredible magician as well. Brent Braun, he's got a magic shop in the, in new Albany, Indiana. And what people don't know about him is he's one of the greatest magic consultants in the world. Uh, people like John Carlo Bernini, he helped consult with my latest magic special and he's just one of those guys. He's 26 years old. He's an up and comer. And he's just one of those guys that will do anything you ask him to do. He's absolutely incredible to work with. And there are so many magic inventors in the magic industry, and they have these incredible secrets. Everybody has one big secret. And many of them keep it to themselves. I have a friend that was here in, from Taiwan and he had a layover in Dallas and we we're just hanging out. One of the most incredible slide of hand artists you'll ever see in your whole entire life. If you spend 20 minutes with him, you're going to believe magic is real. And the last day he was here, I always asked him about this one trick and it was, it's, it's his big secret. And I always asked him about it. I wrote him letters many, many years asking about it. And on the last day when I took him to the airport, he goes, it's your birthday? And I was like, yeah. And he gives me a brown envelope and I open it up and it's that secret. And he goes, happy birthday. And it's sitting on my desk right now. And I can't, I can't really talk about it right now, but it's just, and I almost don't want to ever perform it, but just the fact that he entrusted me with that secret is one of the nicest things anybody's ever done for me. You even go into a vintage shop and look for things that could be used for magic props. You're always looking for stuff that could be turned into a magic trick. <laughs> this is so funny. You are figuring this out about me. You're really the magician here, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do these little exercises with myself where I'll go to vintage shops and just, you know, magic is everywhere. 
it's not just in a magic shop. So I'll go to vintage shops or I'll figure out weird, obscured props and think to myself, how can we make that into a magic trick? And it's just a fun exercise that I do. One of the things I'm working on right now is with a ladder. I don't have a magic trick for it, but I just think visually it would be beautiful if I go at the very top of a ladder and do something. I don't know what it is yet, but just that visual um, I'm fascinated with. You just taped your first magic special. What did that mean to you? After Penn and Teller, I know you want to scream at the world, I'm more than just a stabbing trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny. I, a lot of people know me as the knife guy now or the I <laughs> think about me, but I love that whole experience. It from the filmography to the way it was done, it's very different than what's been out there. So I always told myself, I need to be okay if people, because people are going to just hate it or love it. They're going to get it or not get it. And the special is really an introduction to me. It's not very long. It's like 30 minutes or 35, because when I don't know a comedian and I want to watch them, I'll give them about half an hour of my time. Uh, so we decided to do about 30 minutes to 40 minutes for just most people that assuming aren't going to know me and just watch the magic special. But there's a lot of things we learned and just production is always really expensive. Uh, you got jibs and camera operators and sound guys and directors and director of photography. And it's just 50 other people behind the scenes trying to make it happen. So there's a lot in retrospect, I was like, oh, I wish we could have done this, that, or the other. But overall, I wouldn't want to film it again. I'm very happy with it. I, I saw an edit this morning, a new edit this morning, and I'm like, I'm just so excited about this. Quote, the features you dislike about yourself are usually the things that people love the most about you, unquote. You said that. What do you dislike the most about yourself? <laughs> oh, man. Um... I don't know. I, I, I'm always, you know, I think everybody's insecure about something about them. Like for me, listening to my voice as well. Like some people are like, you know, I hate the way I sound when, when I listen to myself over the phone. So uh, I always try working on something with myself. So maybe I'm, you know, on vacation and I gain you know, 22 pounds and I'm like, ah, I need to get a personal trainer and start working out more. So there's always something about me, you know, my, my current, I used to not like my curly hair and then I was okay with it. So I used to, you know, I, I think I came out with that quote because um, I was, I was listening to the, a podcast about the civil rights movement and how a lot of African-American females just wanted to be, they wanted to be more white. So a, a big thing was them straightening their hair. Um, and at the time I was straightening my hair, it was very curly and I would get perms and spend a lot of money, um, on my hair just to make it more straight. Cause I felt like, you know, a lot of people have straight hair and they're good looking. And during the civil rights movement, people kind of naturally embrace their natural beauty. They didn't straighten their hair as much. They just, these women just embrace their natural beauty. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with my curly hair. So I never straightened my hair again. And I just was okay with it. Zach Mears joins us beyond the mic. 
He's on tour to a city near you. You're about helping churches, ending sex trafficking, among various other charities. Zach, why is giving back so important to you? There's nothing more fulfilling than knowing that you contributed into somebody else's well-being. So for me, it's about helping people, but about learning about myself as well uh, through the process and through the journey and hearing people's stories and what they've been through and what they've gone through and how they overcame. So for me, um, if I could be a small part of a little girl escaping human trafficking or someone having dinner at night that couldn't afford it, I, I, I'm glad I could be a small piece of their, of their story. What is your biggest dream professionally? I would like to get to a point where I'm just touring with my family, small towns, Texas, and doing that 75 shows a year. So I don't have to get on a plane and be gone for long stretches of time. And my family gets to be on tour with me and we get to do small towns and I love doing small towns, man. I think it's, I think it's the best. I know you talked about conferences and corporates and the big show, but I, I love doing small towns. I think it's so fun. Zach, how has your priorities changed from first getting married to now being a dad for your family's future to your goal of 75 small town shows? Yeah, my, I definitely have more responsibility. It's not all about me anymore. It's about, you know, providing for my wife and my daughter and making sure we're fulfilling their goals and their dreams and their aspirations as well. And if I could just help navigate that either from financially or just my time being with my family, uh, my priorities, you know, it used to be, I could just travel all the time by myself, but having a wife and a daughter now, it's very important to me that they're in that journey with me. I would hate to have the world, but be gone weeks and months at a time. I would rather have the time with my daughter and wife and see my daughter grow up than be the father that's, you know, <laughs> on tour all the time, city to city doing shows. I just can't do that anymore. <laughs> We talked about your brother, the lawyer, finger quotes. Yeah. Uh, what's the one gift you want to give your mother that your brother can't? Probably a magic show uh, for her friends. <laughs> she's always asking me. She's like, hey, Zach, can you come in and do some magic for my friends? And like, <laughs> you know what's funny is like, it's just one of those things where my family thinks I'm like a children's magician. Um, so when they hear me, they're, they're thinking I'm going to kids' birthday parties. And so I don't think my mom, very broken English, very little English, but like she, she understands kind of like what I do now. But ever since the Penn and Teller clip, she's probably, she's probably watched it. You know, she probably has most of the views on that, on that YouTube clip. <laughs> but ever since I was on that Penn and Teller one, she's been like, oh, like my son is, not doing kids' birthday parties. He's like, actually, you know, he's like one of, you know, he's actually one of the the best doing this. This is amazing. Magic during the pandemic had to be difficult for you. How did virtual shows excite you and yet bore you? I'm going to be honest. I really did not like it. It was not fun. It's hard to connect with any audience over the screen. 
a lot of people tried and I'm sure some were pretty successful, but for me, just hearing the music in a venue, feeling the energy, feeling the bass, it's just something so different than doing it virtually. Um, so for me, although I did it, I never really hit my stride uh, doing Zoom shows. Some people love it. Like I have friends that love it. I just was not one of those guys. Zach, you say everyone has one big secret. Quote, magic lets me share my stories. It's stories that open our imaginations. It's imagination that sparks curiosity. It's curiosity that takes us on a journey to find new perspective. Unquote. What's one story you haven't told before that you could share with us? You know, I was on a cruise ship doing shows. I believe it was the Carnival cruise ship. And I think I was contracted for a week. It wasn't very long. And a 15-year-old kid came up to me. And it was all you could eat, like, 24-7. I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise ship, but it's it's kind of – Kind of like Vegas, it's always open. Like you could always go get drinks and eat something. So this 15-year-old kid comes to me and he tells me how much he enjoyed the show. And I'm like, so what do you do? What do you want to do with your life? He's like, well, I'm homeschooled because I've had eight surgeries since I've been born. And he's just had so much health issues. But not one time did he ever use that as like a sympathy card. And at the end of the conversation, I just remember, and I always remembered it. He said, when life gives you lemons, make orange juice and leave the world wondering how you made it. And I never forgot that. It's time for one big question with magician Zach Mears beyond the mic. You said, quote, I believe that every single person has a gift. And when you give it, into the world, you become a light in a dark place, unquote. Other than magic, what is your gift, and what would your father say if he saw you today? I'd imagine he would say, I'm proud of you. I definitely think he would say that. You know, it's funny. I have the, everybody has a ritual before they go on stage, every performer. And during big uh, appearances, uh, I just, I can't. I can't handle it. I had so much anxiety, like the special or right before you go on stage for Penn and Teller. It's always those few moments before you go on stage. Performers are, are always the most nervous. So that, that's a little secret. The most nervous is the moments before you even step on stage. And within those moments, I just always, I, I just always imagine my dad's behind me saying, I'm proud of you. And then within that moment, I'm always coping with that anxiety and going out and performing for Penn and Teller, talking to David or doing a special. Zach, where can people find you online? So my stage name is Zach Mears, Z-A-K-M-I-R-Z as in zebra. And that's pretty much everything. And um, I'll kind of share about what that stage name is uh, on June the 16th. And I'm just very excited. If you're in the Lubbock area, please come out. It's going to be my first ever Father's Day that I am actually celebrating. Uh, and my daughter is going to be there with me. And it's going to be, I, I can't wait for so many amazing dads to come out and see a magic show. He plays the Indian opening, was amazed by David Blaine. 
finally worked with him and thinks mom favors his brother more. <laughs> Check out Zach Mears when he comes to a town near you. Zach, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, thank you so much, Sean. It was a pleasure, man. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.